as a young adolescent, I didn't know how to cope with, you know, most adults don't know how to cope with those types of emotions. And so I was getting in trouble in school. I was lashing out. I was self-harming. I was doing drugs and I was just in this really bad place. And then my life changed. You are listening to Wellness All Seasons with Mina podcast. I'm your host, Mina Kandar. Welcome. Today, I have a special guest. She is uh, Chris Ashley, coach, older speaker, and, and uh, she will uh, share her story and also talk about her last book. Welcome, and thank you so much for being uh, with me today. I Mina, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much. Uh, we have discussed uh, before and um, before uh, starting uh, this episode, and uh, you are doing a lot of things. And today, regarding uh, the goal of Wellness All Seasons with Mina podcast, I want you to share your story and, of course, uh, talking about your spiritual awakening and your book as well. Yeah, I would love to. And thank you again for introducing me. Uh, the name of my book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Reality. And I wrote it because like you said, I had a spiritual awakening and I changed my mind and I changed my reality. So the story of my spiritual awakening is probably similar to a lot of people who have gone through spiritual awakening. Most of it starts with your own trauma and mine is no different. So when I was 12 years old, I was sexually abused by a family member for four years. And I had this really big, tight-knit Italian family. And when they found out what happened, many of them disowned me. And it was at the point where holidays became divided. You know, the family of my abuser would take mornings on Christmas. My parents and I would take afternoons. Mm -hmm. I had some cousins who were like my best friends. And then you know, we were inseparable one day, the next day, they were just like ghosts. To this day, I have no idea what happened to them or what they were told about what happened. And as you can imagine, this left me with a lot of low vibration emotions like anger and guilt that as a young adolescent, I didn't know how to cope with, you know, most adults don't know how to cope with those types of emotions. And so I was getting in trouble in school, I was lashing out, I was self harming, I was doing drugs, and I was just in this really bad place. And then my life changed. What's that? Uh, did you seek for help when when it happened or not? No, I didn't tell anyone about it. Hmm. Uh, they found out later. <clears throat> so uh, my life changed when someone handed me a book. And it completely changed my way of thinking, my way of being, my way of moving through the world. And I remember flipping through the pages and thinking, wow, this feels like the truth. And it really just broadened my idea of what reality really is. What was, was the called, book? Then? <laughs> it was called The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life. It's by Drunvalo Melchizedek. And uh, I like to say I was like a sleeper agent, right? Something inside of me just woke up. And so when I finished that book, I started reaching for more. And I just became insatiable. I started devouring every metaphysical, spiritual, new age, personal development book I could get my hands on. I started attending workshops and retreats. I was finding all these teachers to study under. I was trying all these different healing modalities. And my life really started to change. But the flip side of that story is that as my life began to get better, my mother's life began to get worse because her family had been ripped down the seams. 
And she didn't have all these books and teachers and healing modalities that I did. You know, I was doing all this hard inner work, but I didn't know it at the time. I was just thinking I was tapping into this amazing sacred knowledge that no one knew about. And I was just on this journey. And so my mother, my mother didn't have all that. And so it started to manifest as physical illness for her. She got cancer. She got hepatitis. She got a bunch of other serious illnesses. And she also got a bunch of strange afflictions that her doctors couldn't even explain. So they started giving her pills. Then they gave her pills for the side effects of those pills. They gave her a fentanyl patch. And so basically she just slept all day for all but a few hours of daylight. She would nod off at the dinner table. She would fall down all the time. She wouldn't remember conversations we had had just the day prior. And that lasted almost 15 years while I had this compounded guilt that I had destroyed my family and broken my mother. But I like to say that in the end, my mother was my biggest teacher because for every step that she took deeper into depression, into illness, I climbed in the other direction out of that dark tunnel because I saw firsthand what happens to a human body and spirit when they choose that path. And then I was seeing what was happening to my own body and spirit as I was changing my mind about the nature of reality, about life, about the universe. Mm. And I made a promise to myself, and it is a promise that I have kept to this day, that I would always prioritize my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, and I would do everything I could to heal. And that was over two decades ago now. And I changed my life. My life is amazing. I have cultivated the life of my dreams and I decided it was time to give back. So I took a coaching training and I wrote my book. Sorry, go ahead. Great. So how was uh, uh, your feeling when uh, you you were keeping everything for you, you didn't share and uh, you are still uh, adolescent? And at what time you felt that it's you can share you can talk about it um i i didn't talk about it until at least like a decade later it took a long time to be able to talk about it uh because it took a long time to get over all of the anger and all of you know what i call repressed emotions all of the guilt so i didn't really start talking about it publicly until maybe five years ago Um, but you know, I would talk about it with therapists and stuff, but it's not something that I really talked about with friends ever with family at all. Hmm. And, uh, you were feeling anger towards you or towards the abuser or, uh, you know, I don't know who I was feeling anger towards It, it. So, so here's the thing about anger. And I talk about this in my book, anger, all of our emotions are layered. So when you have repressed emotions, oftentimes the emotion you're feeling at the, on the surface isn't the only emotion. Mm-hmm. So when you start to release your emotions, when you start to let go of repressed emotions, because they, they will do you harm, they will make you sick, they can turn into disease, they can turn into stress. So as you release these things, they're really layered. So you might release the top emotion, and when that dissipates, the next one underneath will show up. And a lot of times people use anger as a way to cover up deep sadness, deep heartache, because it's easier for people, and this is, you know, psychology backed, it's easier for people to feel anger than it is for them to feel sad. So what is the 
the one thing that uh, push you to seek for help uh, with a therapist? Um, I didn't. My my parents put me into therapy. Ah, okay. So what, why they, did you, why they ask you, asked you to go uh, to meet a therapist? Well, like I said, I was getting in trouble in school. I was cutting, I was doing drugs. I was in a really bad place. I mean, it was pretty obvious to them that I was not okay. okay. Um, but, you know, here's the thing, you know, I, I'm happy to talk about the abuse and all this, but, you know, I wrote a 200 page book and the abuse is the first page and a half. Yes. Because to me, all of that that I went through was a catalyst for my spiritual awakening. It was something that I had to go through in order to become the person that I am. And exactly. looking back, I wouldn't change anything about my past. Yes. Because I, it put me on the path that I needed to be on, right? Sure. And I, I love this, uh, this uh, mindset to, to accept what uh, happened, but... Uh, it gives you the opportunity to experience uh, what you are living now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think things happen for a reason. And I think yeah. that it was something I needed to go through in order to become the person that I was meant to be. So yeah. I've since forgiven all of those people that were involved. Like talking about it isn't upsetting. It's, you know, there's so much life on the other side of forgiveness and healing and letting go. And I think that's, uh, a really great message for anyone who's listening and can relate to that experience. And I think sharing is so important because, uh, as you know, uh, in our days, in our lives, uh, there are many people who can suffer from the same uh, situation. Yeah. And it's just to mention that uh, sometimes it's better to speak up and seek for help and not to keep it for ourselves because. Uh, the person can suffer for many years. And last time I discussed with a guest, she suffered 20 years. She did not tell her story that she was abused. And uh, sometimes it can uh, impact negatively uh, the life of the person. So that's why sharing stories can help others to heal or to speak up or uh, to change their lives. Totally. Because when I was going through it, I felt very isolated. I didn't know that other people had gone through it. And then looking, looking back, all the, the symptoms I had of PTSD are just like textbook cliche. And I'm like, oh, I was just this cliche. Okay. But, you know, to speak to what you said, I don't think it's easy to, to speak up and say what happened to you. There's mm -hmm. a lot of shame around it. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of isolation. You know, it's, it's easy to say that from from a farther point away but it's it's really hard to talk about when you're going through it you know I think most women don't talk about it I mean it, it it's amazing those women who it happens to and they can go immediately to you know a police officer or a parent or some a spiritual teacher whoever and say what happened um, because, you know, then, then, you know, justice can be done or the healing can be done sooner, but it's not always that easy. It was, yeah. you know, it was. Yeah. That's why uh, I, I really appreciate that you share your story because it can help others. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, uh, you're not alone if you're going through it or yeah. if you have gone through it. And uh, you mentioned that uh, your spiritual awakening wa was uh, key for you to understand many things in your life. You can uh, tell us more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it, it completely changed my life. You know, my life has been one big mission to learn, grow, heal, expand every aspect of myself since I first had that awakening in 2002. And to this day, I'm still reading every book. I'm still attending workshops. I'm still trying all the healing modalities because I believe learning and growth should never be over. And I love trying new things. I love doing things that terrify me. I love putting myself outside of my comfort zone because I know on the other side of that, massive growth happens. You get, mm-hmm. you can get to a point where you just get like hooked on growth, right? It's just like, you need more and more. You're like, what else can I achieve? What else can I do? You know, and, and, and you, you see build what was interesting is the gift you had a book. It was reading a book that uh, yeah. gave you this uh, idea to, to discover more, uh, your curiosity to know more about it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think different things awaken different people. And I hope that my book can do something the same for someone else. But what I loved about that book is that it, it gave breadcrumbs. And I tried to do that a little bit in mind, like all these different paths you take, all these different things you can try, all these different teachings. And it just pulled in information from everywhere. And it, it gave me a path to follow in so many different directions after. And I just, I followed all of them. So you so, can, you can, can you share three teen tips with us and the, the other, the listener can check your book and uh, know the rest? Uh, sure. Um, just a, a, about anything <laughs> or is there? <laughs> about so book... uh, your practice, spiritual practice, for example, okay. how you... You... Yeah, so so let me give you a little bit of background on what the book is about so listeners have an idea and then it, it'll make a little more sense in context. So uh, my, my book is about, it, it blends spirituality and science because I think backing things with science is really important. So it draws on the law of attraction, on quantum physics, on all these different healing modalities that I've been talking about, on uh, biology, uh, brain science, all of these things. So it's equal parts, you know, creating the life that you want, a life that you would really love living. Because so many people feel stuck, right? They want to reinvent themselves. They know they're meant for more, more wealth, more impact on the world, more loving, connected relationships, more purpose. And they, you know, a lot of people want better relationships, better finances, better uh, health, all of these things. So, the first step in doing that is getting really clear on your vision. Mm. And a lot of, sometimes people are like, yes, this is what I want. This is the life of my dreams. I know exactly what it looks like. But a lot of times people don't even know what that looks like. They just know that they're not fulfilled with where they are. So the first part of the book or part of the book is about getting really clear on your vision Mm. and then taking steps towards that dream life, helping close the gap between that life of your dreams that you now know exactly what it looks like and where you are now. And using the law of attraction, using quantum physics to back it all up. But the other half of the book, and it's equally as important, is about removing the blocks that keep you from manifesting the life of your dreams. So things like unconscious programming, most of which happens before the age of seven. Um, repressed emotions, our belief system, which is fed to us by the opinions of the adults we grew up around, cultural conditioning, you know, that teacher that said, you're not very good at math, you're not a very good singer, this all becomes our inner voice, our inner lens. 
Um, it's also about getting rid of repressed emotions. Forgiveness is so big. Right. There's this great Buddhist quote that says holding on to anger is like holding on to a hot coal with the intention of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burnt. So all of that junk is just poison and holding on to poison just hurts you. Yeah. And, you know, they, and people say, oh, so and what so and so did to me is unforgivable. Like, no, it's not. Everything is forgivable because it's not about the other person. It's about you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, just a moment. Um I just wanted to mention to the listener that there there is another episode about forgiveness and we talk about forgiveness all the time because uh, when we forgive, we start the process of healing. We can heal. Uh, without forgiveness, we can't move, uh, move on and let go. It's so true. Yeah. And forgiveness isn't about excusing anyone's behavior. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, okay. it's changing your own perception of, you know, things that happened to you or things that you might've done so that you can release and let go and heal yeah. and flourish and live up to your fullest potential. Yeah. And uh, when it happened, this uh, spirit, your spiritual awakening and you started to forgive yourself to leave to have a new perception about uh, your life how were you feeling at this moment how was I feeling I think I was riding this high like I said like I I didn't understand that I was doing all this inner work Mm. I was like oh my gosh I'm finding the hidden secrets of the universe (laughs) you know (laughs) I was I was just on this adventure where it was this hidden sacred knowledge that felt like I was tapping into and I was learning more and more down these different pathways. And, and yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like I, it was just something that just felt right. I had this hunger for it, this mm-hmm. hunger for this knowledge. And I didn't even know, or wasn't even aware that I was healing myself in the process. Yeah. By writing you, you heal. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, writing the book was very cathartic too. Yeah, because some uh, can uh, paint, others write, others dance. Everyone find he what works yeah. better for. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. So, uh, what are you the uh, winner right now with uh, this? Are you talking about what happened to help others? uh speak up uh, heal from their trauma or uh, it's just uh, a story that you don't want to talk about it anymore oh no i mean i'm happy to talk about it um you know what i do is i work with clients to who want to reinvent themselves right who are at that point like i was saying they they feel like they're meant for more. They they want to experience more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, most people go through trauma of some kind, right? They have debilitating emotional stress. Maybe it was sexual abuse, but, you know, maybe it was neglect or abuse as a child, or they've been in an uh, unhealthy relationship as an adult, or maybe they've witnessed acts of violence or lived through natural disasters or experienced the death of a loved one or worked or lived in an unhealthy environment. You know, no one's trauma. It's not like a competition of whose trauma is better or worse. We Mm. all have these things we go through. 
these difficult periods yeah. in life, the seasons, like you say, right? Yeah. And and I actually, I wanted to touch on this because I love the name of your podcast. Thank you. Because we all go, yeah, we all go through seasons. And collectively, people go, people go through seasons too. Like I, I live in the United States and we're in a winter right now, right? Yeah. Uh, inflation is high. Interest rates are high. The country is divided. The dollar is losing value. But here's the thing. After winter always comes spring. Yeah. And spring is a time for new growth and seeds that you've planted coming to fruition and the sun comes out. And if you can learn to thrive in winter, you really thrive when spring hits. Mm, true. So, yeah, so it's and you know, I've I talk a lot in my work about resiliency and adaptation and what to do when you're going through these difficult periods. Interesting. So thank you so much for being my guest. It was uh, amazing to talk to you and to have you for my listener to share your story and your uh, insight regarding your uh, spiritual awakening. It's interesting to know that uh, we can have uh, uh, this pillar to heal and to feel great and to transform our lives. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Because if there's one thing I want to leave listeners with, you are not your past. Your past does not have to dictate your future, right? The things you've gone through, your education level, your relationships, any of that, your health, your past doesn't dictate your future unless you allow it to. So you exactly. are the designer and creator of your own life. So it's all about you're the one that gets to make the choice. Um, but thank you so much for having me, Mina. It was really you great. You are welcome. It was a pleasure to talk uh, with you. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, share it, like it, rate it, and review it on Apple Podcasts. You will help me spread awareness and reach more women. You can also reach out to me by email, wellnessallseasons at gmail.com. And you can send me an email if you want to share your story, uh, if you want to be my guest. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. I will see you in the next episode.